It's your boy Cash, aka Exact P. What's happening, good people? Yay. Hey, Cash, before we get too deep into it, uh, for the new people who never heard of us, don't know what we do, could you please elaborate for them? I can't do that because I, I got to get it in, got to have a word for my sponsors at first. Those sponsors are Don't Sleep Network, LLC. If you could tell, if you're watching the video, patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. This high quality podcast that we put together each and every week for you. Believe it or not, cost some money to deliver that high quality. So if you guys rock with us and what we do each and every week, you want more dope lyricists, you want more dope people of the culture on the podcast. Sometimes, it, you know, take a cause to be the boss out here to develop, develop these type of quality materials. So if you rock with us and what we do each and every week, you know, it's kind of like our tip jar tipping your cap off. You guys are doing a good job. Here you go. Here's $2 a month. Here's $5 a month, $10 a month. Go check out the different tiers. If you rock with us like that, just a reminder, holla at us. Also, go check out our teespring.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. We got a lot of dope threads on there. As you can see, Prez is rocking it right now. I probably need to rock it more, but today we have a really dope artist on here. So as you can see, my t-shirt again, you know, Listen to black women, but we'll get into that. But we'll get into that before we introduce uh, this this guest. But I just wanted to give us, a, you know, give y'all a word for my sponsors, you know. But hey, as for what we Don't do, Sleep Network. as for what we do, we celebrate hip hop, music, R&B, all of that rolled into one. Sports each and every week, the culture, entertainment, all of that. So we'll have people from all walks of life coming on, whether it's producers, whether it's artists. Well, there's people just doing great things in their community. That's what we do each and every week. But me and Prez, just, we just really love music and sports. And that's what we tend to navigate to and talk shit each and every week. So y'all tune in Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Did I cover it all, Prez? Yeah, I think you covered it all. Well, uh, except for one thing. What episode is this? It's episode 138, man. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm excited for this episode. Okay, okay. Uh, so what are we going to be doing this episode? This episode, again, um, this is dedicated to a very, very strong lyricist. I keep saying that each and every week. I think you guys and, and girls out there, y'all, y'all getting the idea. Elite level lyricism only on this podcast, all right? I don't want to give you a long, drawn out you know, intro because I just want to get right into it. Because this body of work that Backwood Sweetie has delivered... It's been making its rounds around the Twitter sphere, the Twitter sphere, you know, whatever, you know, Instagram, like people been giving her wild love and rightfully so. So without further ado, welcome to the couch for the first time back with Sweetie. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Me. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm overwhelmed with all of the everything that you just said. <laughs> it was, it was great. A lot of hard work and dedication and, you know, it, it has to be rewarded. And if it's not rewarded by the, the, the powers that be, it'll be rewarded by the people. So that's that's why we're here and we appreciate mm-hmm. this this body of work that you delivered to us. Thank you. So before we really get into this, um, we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll get through the pleasantries of where you're from and, and, and all that. But what we really want to know right off the bat. What is your why for MC? Why? Uh, I've always wanted to 
be an MC. Um, I've always been a writer, a poet. Uh, I've always written poetry and stories growing up in school. My favorite classes were English. Um, so I've always wanted to to write. But when I heard what my voice could do, uh, you know, I kind of found my purpose in that uh, my father's a DJ. Uh, so I got into rap in that way. Uh, but yeah, I've always wanted to do this. This this is definitely uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. And after putting out this album and uh, getting such a great response, you know, that really, you know, is fulfilling. And I know that I'm fulfilling my purpose and my duty uh, for the culture. My pops as well was a DJ, part-time DJ, part-time mixtape bootlegger slash hustler. He, he did it. He did it all. So I know why. I like certain artists. I know why I developed a love for music. It, it never stopped playing from the time you woke up to the time you went to sleep. Sometimes you had to tell him to turn it down because you got you got homework to do and you got things to do the yeah. next day because he's That's practicing how I woke on up set. in the morning, six o'clock exactly. in the morning. My dad running through everything that he has to play for that night. Uh, shout out DJ Studio Mad Mike. That's my dad. Shout out, shout outs to him, shout outs to him. But sure, so how was, the, how was that upbringing? And, and just let the people look, know a little bit about where you're from and that upbringing with your dad and, and just kind of your launch into music. I was born and raised in PG County area in Hyattsville, uh, just all my life really. And I'm still in Hyattsville now, uh, closer to Landover though. Uh, my my parents got divorced when I was in the third grade, so I was kind of back and forth between my parents' homes, uh, but I was still very close to my dad. I feel like I look more like my dad than my mom, uh, but we connected uh, musically uh, in so many ways, and he put me on to uh, Tupac, uh, a lot of my favorites, Nas, a lot of the uh, more expressive and uh, wordsmiths all of those type of MCs. So he put me on to a lot of uh, the people I still admire. So my, my thing is, um, did he have a certain type of hip hop that he, he steered you to? Because you, you really have leaned heavily into just social consciousness, uh, just black empowerment and just really telling the story from what's going on in society from your point of view. Did he lead you in any way? Um, in hip hop tours one way or the other. The introspective over the the necessary to pop, you know? Yeah. He didn't uh, lead me into the direction of consciousness, but I've always rapped about being black. You know, I'm black. So I rap about my experiences, uh, everything that I go through and uh, the people in my life. Uh, I, I can't fabricate anything or talk about, you know, having cars and jewels, you know, that's, that's not realistic for me. Uh, starting out, I did a lot of smoking kind of songs. Uh, my, my name was actually Duchess originally, and then I became Dutchie. Uh, and then, you know, I stopped recording for about six or seven years. So when I came back, you know, it was about me rebranding myself as Backwoods Sweetie. Uh, but starting out, a lot of my music was smoking songs and talking about uh, my personal experiences, uh, but I did take some time off uh, about five or six years. I was still writing, but I didn't do uh, any recording. I didn't record any music. Uh, 
I don't want to say it was for any particular reason that I stopped. Um, you know, I had my first child. Uh, and after that, uh, I definitely took my first break um, from wanting to record. Um, and then I had another child. So if anything, you know, just focusing on family and raising my children um, became a bigger priority. Uh, so I guess you could say I, I put my you know, goals and dreams to the side momentarily um, until I was able to get back to it. And COVID played a big role in that. Uh, I lost uh, my boss uh, just prior to the shutdown and everything, uh, March 2020. Just prior to that, um, I lost my boss to cancer um, and, you know, his business shut down. Uh, it was sad for me. I didn't want to work for anybody else. Um, I really wanted to focus on myself and uh, my dreams and my goals, you know. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that yeah. life happens. Life definitely yeah. happens. Sure. With the with the hiatus, with the break, did you ever stop writing poetry? Because I, I know you you write poetry and you still are a writer at heart. So did that just continue on? But just the music part was the the only part that took a break. Exactly. Um, I wasn't actually recording anything, but I, I always write stuff in my phone and the notepad, just come up with a bar or come up with a catchy hook or something and just write it down. But I just never went in and recorded anything. Uh, so prior to starting my album, you know, I had a little material already written um, that I was able to utilize, whether it be poetry or just random bars. Absolutely. So you you sitting you were sitting on a lot of thoughts. That, that's what she's yeah. saying on a low because yeah. just knowing just knowing with seven years and not really you know stopping writing you had to be sitting on a lot but you know i check your back catalog you sent me a few um joints from that piff and, and stuff that you had in the past complete 180 and then you mentioned having kids and and that changing your whole perspective so I mean, we we went from what we what I used to listen to from you as far as, you know, just stuff I saw on streaming services and that piff to what you what you putting out now, Christina Shantae. Like, how was that that <laughs> shift from doing what you doing? Because I was like, OK, I can get with this. I, I like this <laughs> side of you, but this side of you is just different. And it's, it's two different, complete, um, as I could say, probably receptions that you're receiving. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm definitely getting more feedback, uh, uh, bigger response from women. And, and that's new for me. Uh, I feel like I've always had male supporters, especially other guys that I rap with. I um, always have their support, but I didn't have a lot of support from the women. Um, it wasn't until I put out the song, I Like What I Like. And the anniversary for that song is actually coming up. I put that out last December. Um, and that got such a great response. Now, although I wasn't, um, I didn't come out with uh, a conscious song, I still rapped about my blackness. Um, that was a part of that song too. But I feel like that song got uh, a lot of female attention uh, and having put out my album now and gotten different responses from uh, women from over the world, all over the world. Um, it's, it's a good feeling to get a different response. And I, I, I can hear how much I've evolved, you know, listening to my back catalog up until now. Um, I've evolved, you know, musically and as a person and spiritually and just in so many ways. 
you know, in my opinion, you don't have nothing to be ashamed of. Some of us, myself included, would shoot them up, bang, bang. And I never did none of that shit. So <laughs> if you talk about back catalog and being embarrassed, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. You, I mean, actually, it was it's damn good. You know what I mean? So I could tell you've always uh, put uh, quality over quantity. But in terms of the yeah. shift to your your consciousness and, and just things that you're talking about. It's heavy. It's heavy that the material and you're not going to catch it. If you listen just one time, tightly packed in a 30 minute, you know, project, you know what I mean? What was, what was the shift about as far as from what you were talking about in the past to what you're doing now? I think the best way to put it is I got angry. I got mad. I wanted to protest. Uh, there were so many times that, uh, you know, somebody was killed by the hands of police. I wanted to, you know, pack my stuff up and go drive to that state and go be in the street with the people because I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. Uh, but I, I know that, you know, I have a powerful tool uh, that I could utilize. And I kept asking myself, listening to a lot of the mainstream artists that I like, you know, uh, trying to figure out why they weren't talking about the things that I was passionate about. Uh, so I just took it upon myself uh, to use my my tools uh, to, to protest and to get my points across instead of just throwing up a hashtag on Twitter, uh, really throwing the hashtags into my music and, you know, bringing their names to life. Everybody has that. I guess that's your why in a, in a way too, as well, yeah. because, you know, Prez, man, I, Remember when we were talking a couple, you know, when the height of everything that was going on, where we just shut down one of the one of the, a few podcasts as things a were few happening. Podcasts, I mean, yeah, it came down to a couple because they had them back to back to back. It was seeming like, I mean, well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> media plays a good little part in that too. What they want to bring to light, you know, they seen that it got attention. But I mean, uh, I mean, then you start doing a little bit more research, like you're saying, giving the. I think you talked about it in one song, uh, Black Betty. Insight over eyesight, you know what I mean? That started digging a little deeper and then bringing all that stuff up. So I think that's what we did, started doing a little bit of reading and research and, you know, start talking a little deeper about it, which made us get a little bit more active into whatever we was doing at that time. And I, uh, as you know, it was uh, what we did and uh, what we brought forth, uh, and even in the military, like what we uh able to, the, the programs we created from that point, giving people a, a voice on even in that area, that arena where what most people think they can't say anything or do anything, you know, we brought light and gave them a platform for them to talk on. So, no, but I, this is yeah, what but I think I, we all should be doing. You know, um, everybody can fulfill this purpose for our culture in their own way. Um, yeah, it's powerful stuff, and I'm I'm glad to be a part of it to find my place in what we're doing. Yeah, and, and I believe we all got our own voice, and and we got to find how we're we're going to utilize it. Like we don't have to rely on anybody outside it doesn't have to be an entertainer doesn't have to be a high sports figure you know a lebron james or or whoever you're looking at like it starts with you and your community that's who really changes things and how you do it in in your own uniqueness whether that's by you lending a helping hand to coach or girls or boys basketball team softball team or whether that's your music being positive and and doing open mics and, and spreading a good message However you do it, do it in your own way and add that that flavor to mm-hmm. it. Everybody doesn't isn't designed and built to be on the front lines and, and speeches and all that. Some some of those people are gifted. That's their gift to people. You yeah. know what I mean? And 
fall back. Like know when to fall in line, know when to donate and know when to <laughs> lend your hand to, to whatever you're, you're great at as far as um, just furthering any cause that you're into in, in regards to the things that, that you're rapping about. So yeah, sometimes but, it ain't about being on the bigger stage. Sometimes just handling it uh, with what's in your backyard, right? Neighborhood black man. Shout out to Keenan Rush. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> But yo, I want I wanted to get into the album before we get with too much into some other fun questions and stuff like that that we have that's from hip hop Twitter and, and other things because you know you have many sides. It's not just you know social consciousness. I know I know you you're um you know three sixty person or whatever. So um on Garvey, I wanted to talk about Christina Shante because I had to listen to this thing four or five times. I'm still listening to it to, to grasp some of the things you're saying. So on Garvey featuring um Crow. The pigs only timid when they see pigment. Uh, that I don't know where I pulled that from. Uh, you know that song. I just wrote bar for bar. Um, there's only a few songs that I want to say one or two songs that I sat in the studio um, and wrote out, and that was one of them. Where I wrote, you know, at least half of it in the studio. Um, so it um, it felt good and it felt right when I said it. Um, yeah, I think that's one of uh, my more stronger verses, the, the verse on that song. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and shout out to Crow as well, because you guys yeah. really, really brought that track to life. And it's like it's jarring. And then again, you know, coming from you two and just how believable it sounds like your conviction in it. You know, I, I really, really dug that line and a lot of the the other um, lines in, it, in that track. So one of my Actually, favorites, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I I watched a reenactment of uh, Breonna Taylor's murder, what happened to her that night. Um, and that's where um, I wanted to write about my perspective of what I saw, um, because I was seeing a lot of different perspectives online that I didn't agree with. Um, so I thought it was important to tell, you know, what I saw. Um, and I thought I saw the same thing that everybody else was seeing. Uh, but I think it was important for me to to paint uh, paint my perspective of that night because it was it was awful not not just the murder itself but the aftermath and how the police conducted themselves afterwards. Um, it was it was hard to watch um, and it affected me so much. Uh, I was enraged, um, and that was the first song that that kicked off the album. That was the first song that I wrote that was done uh, for the album. And after that was Justice for Interlude and, you know, then the mm-hmm. rest is kind of in the place. Yeah. Speaking of Justice for Interlude, is there more to it? Because that's like <laughs> one of that's one of the gems on there to where you like, damn, like, you know, when the yeah. album's good, when the interlude or that that short song, you always want more of it. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, why she didn't? Why you didn't finish that one? Like, what, she, was she that a purposeful home. interlude, or you was like, you know, that's all I got for this song, and that's I'm gonna let it, let it live like that. One of my friends thought that Garvey was too short. She thought that she she wanted to hear more of what I had to say on Garvey. Uh, so that's where the interlude came from. Where I just wanted to go into it a little deeper, but I just you know made it an interlude. It was shorter, um, and it was the same producer. Uh, and I thought that those beats kind of went well together. Uh, so it just it was me continuing on with, uh, you know, shouting out justice for uh, for, you know, more of our people. Wow. Speaking of, you know, going in one song, going into other and the sequencing. 
was was this sequencing all you because I think that that really makes what this project is as far as how it flows, how you start off with just soulful samples and then you really get into your just just very um I would say like renegade buck buck the world type type beats it's like it just kind of just flows well was that that all you as far as just how you wanted it to flow it was definitely all me all the beat selections aside from the last two tracks struggle and lenny uh because the artists the featured artists on the song brought the songs to me um so i added on to what they had um already for struggle and lenny but other than that, uh, all the beat selections were me um, choosing to have Rakim, self-born Allah on there uh, for the interlude, you know, praising me and praising the album. I thought that that was important and a big deal, you know, especially with me uh, speaking about uh, knowledge and uh, it was important for me to show that I have guidance um, and that I'm not just, you know, talking just talking nonsense or just saying what uh, I think people want to hear. You are very, you're underselling what you, what you did. If y'all, if y'all don't know, I'm just going to put it back on her and I'm just going to talk. Right. (laughs) 13 tracks, maybe I want to say roughly 10 different producers and you putting Mm -hmm. this together to be such a seamless project and an easy listen. You know, I we we gotta we gotta tip our caps to you on that because yeah. that 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 is phenomenal. That is phenomenal how how you put that together with so many different producers. Like people don't understand how hard that is. Like, did you agonize over this, or is it just you just went off feel? I went off of feelings. Um, you know, I never imagined I would do a song called Starfire. Um, you know, I've only been I've been into cosplay for. Uh, five or so years. Uh, so that brought me into that. But just my different experiences uh, brought me to these different songs. Uh, and being able to put them together so cohesively, I think, comes from me being a storyteller and being able to paint the picture as a whole and um, having all of these different songs uh, stylistically still connect. That's um, just like one big song, one big protest. <laughs> I I get it. I totally I totally get it. Build a build yeah, a show. Uh, like when you say that Starfire, you said uh, the cosplay and everything. You and the representation kind of matters and everything. You know, what I mean, I just remember like a couple years ago, you know, like that uh, show or or any of the comic book stuff that you want to put out there or any of those things. Like even when it comes to like Black Panther and everything, people are like always down it. Like, oh, you don't need to be this way or that way. And they changed up a character point of view to now this is where she's mostly known as. Now it's like a a black female and a strong black female is that. So, uh, that's that. I think the song help embodies that. And, uh, what, what it is proof that representation kind of matters. And, but, uh, me and cash are big on like intros as well. uh, the coffee just opening up. Uh, so I, I, that right there, I'll tell you, I, I played like five times before I ever like went back into the album. I just couldn't get past that one. I just kept hitting it on repeat. And I was just like, Okay. Cash had told me I was going to like the artist and I was just like, okay, okay. But then like from that, that first song, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to like the artist. Uh, 
Knowledge is root, pits up the coffee tree fruit. Down to earth from pea to soil, she grew. Thriving under the sun, nutrient rich from seed to evergreen. Infinite range, but often abridged. There's trouble brewing, they try to water me down. Roasted in ground, but I'm robust. Full body, first thing in the morning, focused. Every us, continue to show us. Treat us the lowest, provoke us. But let's discuss how much America owe us. Atonement for slavery to genocide, abuse of human rights, black children off to school to prison pipelines, police killings, black life slain, deliberate disdain, false claims of law and order, the biggest game, play bigot game. Yeah, Prez ain't telling you he a little revolutionary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, coffee coffee is fire. That's that's a way to to set the tone on an album. We always talk about setting the tone. and, And if this is your first time listening, you know, to anybody, like, you do definitely want to want it to be jarring you want it to be to where you keep them around especially in this microwave society or whatever like nothing you can have the best bar sometimes and if it don't connect with the people then they're in the intros kind of whack <laughs> we probably we're probably not continuing on but you have deep cuts too so it's intros the middle of the body everything the deep cuts but one of the songs that i resonated with was build to destroy and then one of the lines you had in here was just talking about now being a mother. I wanted to go back to just, you know, your hiatus from music and, and now mm-hmm. into motherhood, you know, fearing what will happen to your children as they grow up and, and go into the world. You know what I mean? Prez, he has kids as well. I have uh, older kids, 18 and 15. My, my oldest boy is 15 and we live in Germany right now. Everything's, you know, pretty, pretty cool out here. You know what I mean? Not the crazy shit that's going on in the States. But as we go back to the States, we ha- we're having more and more conversations about how he's going to handle himself. I mean, he's going to be 16. He's going to be driving. He's going to be on his own. You know what I mean? I can't be around for all, all those type of things. But what you were talking about on that song, as far as a mother's pain, I think that's what we all go through as, as parents. So can you kind of just speak to that song overall and just, just those, those lines I'm speaking to? Uh, yeah, just seeing how how many children uh, not only are killed by police, uh, but are killed walking to school. Uh, just there was a carjacking the other day. Somebody's car got jacked with their kid in the car. Just, just so many moving parts. Uh, you know, it, it's scary out here. Uh, and I. I fear. uh I fear that the school system, you know, they're not going to protect my my children like I'm going to protect my children. Um, so it's scary sending them off. Um, being able to homeschool them last year was the best thing ever for me, especially with with everything that was going on. But uh, in Build or Destroy, uh, Brian, he, he reached out to me. He wanted to do... Uh, something positive. Uh, we weren't exactly sure what we were going to do. Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to go on my album, um, or not. We didn't have a concept, but, uh, I wrote my verse, uh, alone and he wrote his verse alone. And we kind of came together in the studio and, and really brought our, brought our verses together. Um, there's actually a different version of it that we recorded, uh, where he had more of a bounce on his verse. Uh, but I like what he did, you know, the final product. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great song. I don't think uh, it gets as much love, <laughs> you know, compared to the other songs. So I'm glad that that's one that stood out to you. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's a, it's a lot of line, lines in there. Like you, you just gotta, you just gotta take your time and go through it. And I know, like I said before, a lot of people don't have, they don't even have the time to go through it with so much music that comes out every Friday or whenever people decide to put music out, uh, which is good. But jo- those were those were some good lines. I mean, Cipher, that Cipher was my type of time featuring Sage Walker. Like when I could tell when you about to just rap. Like you know what I mean? Like. It don't have to be anything overly political. And I think that's what you did, too, on this project is where, you know, I'll be honest, like you could be socially conscious and and all that and talk about the struggle. But if you make music, shit still got to jam. It's still, you know, you still (laughs) you still got to come with it, you know, with 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 the sounds and everything. And I think that the uh, simple approach that you guys brought to Cypher, but it was just just them lines in there. I, and I, I'm, I hate redoing you guys' lines, but I just got a one that stuck out for me, right? So 360 flow, like revolving earth, muddy and hue, like I'm from the dirt. I know my words. You don't know. You don't want that word. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm terrible at this. I ain't no shit till I knew me first. Uh, all about uh, this journey that I've been on, the journey of knowledge of self. And I talked about it a little bit earlier about the importance of having Rakim on there with me um, because he, he's been very helpful and assisting me through my journey. Um, but just getting to know myself and uh, going back uh, over things that I've learned in school or things that I didn't learn in school and just, just teaching myself um, and just it's just a sought out knowledge. Uh, it's yeah, just a part of uh, the, my evolution this year. I think for the past uh, couple of years, I've gotten into more uh, conscious writing about uh, things that are going on uh, in the world. Yeah. Who who are some mm-hmm. of the conscious writers or people who make music similar music similar to yours in the past that were kind of the people that you gravitated to and or or just in this whole process what what were you listening to with making the music that you you made for Christina Shante uh while I was making I didn't think you were going to ask that I was going to say uh at first that growing up uh Tupac was my favorite um Nas Scarface the storytellers and Mm. the fact that they could talk about uh, positive things or talk about black women in a positive light, but then, you know, also contradict themselves and, you know, talk about it from a different perspective. Um, I think I was able, uh, to embody that at first, um, you know, still, uh, be confident in myself and, uh, you know, with not degrading myself, um, but still also to talk about my sexuality freely, um, in my music, I'm still able to do those things. Um, but as far as while making my album, you know, I listen to a lot of myself and a lot of my older music, um, just kind of just really pinpointing the changes that I wanted to make in my style and thinking about how I could develop myself and my artistry. So let so the last song on as as come to like the last song on this album, Lenny. Uh, talking about Lynn Bias, right? Mm. And uh, the the only other person like I really like here that that kind of like mentioned Lynn Bias and you know brings it to light and brought it to my forefront early on was uh, Wale, also from the PG County area, right? So uh, just <laughs> what the why why that athlete and why does that continue to get brought up and like uh and and 
the significance of it? Like why 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 that name? And then also though, I did love that beat in the background, the bad boy in the background of that. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, that's uh, AG got beats. He's got some really dope beats. I believe he's out of North Carolina. Uh, but like I mentioned before, Lenny was already done. They brought that song to me and asked me to put my flavor on the end of it. Uh, I was familiar with Lynn Bias, but I didn't know much about him. Um, I only knew a little about, a little bit about the story um, from my dad and um, I watched a little bit of sports, but I'm not into basketball that much. So I definitely went and did the knowledge and did my research on Lynn Bias and I watched documentaries and I read uh, articles about him and I listened uh, to his peers talk so highly about him. Um, and I was able to form my own opinion and relate it, you know, to my life um, and draw those comparisons. I, I saw that uh, he died in 86 and my sister was born in 86. So I was able to draw that connection there. And um, I'm the second born child and he was the second pick. So I was just able to, you know, just draw the, cor- the correlations. And it was it was fun. <laughs> it was yeah, fun to was, get to was- know him and, and, and to bring the two together. Yeah, that was a good way to end that whole track too. My sis was uh my sis was born in eighty six. I was the second pick. Maybe I'm biased the the government or the number one supplier. So yeah, kind of brought you a lot. But yeah, that's, that, that was that was that like was awesome. what got me at the end. I was also really pulled in and and, and watching a lot of uh, snowfall too. So you heard a little Oh yeah, the, the Frank line. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of uh, different influences. Yeah. Dope, dope. Dope. You touched on something um, that I want to tap back into as far as just expressing your sexuality and and things like that. Like we're not those type of dudes that needs to to hear like I'm, I'm in my latter 30s. Right. I grew up loving MC like Queen Latifah, as well as Little Kim, Foxy Brown, Trina. Um, I'm forgetting her old girl from um, Chicago. Um, but. But but I say all that to say this, like there's many different pockets of women in hip hop, you know what I mean, that can do whatever they 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 want to do. Dudes do it all the time. You know what I mean? So I noticed from your album cover to to a lot of your promo pieces, like you're not in your in your content in general, like you're not doing that at all as far as just over sexualizing the content. Is there is that their reason for that? Is that purposeful? Uh, it's definitely purposeful. Um, I think it's so easy to put yourself out there and, you know, reveal everything at once. Um, but I think it's something more powerful about uh, being mysterious. I think I've always kind of been this way too. It's in my personality. Um, you know, although I'm confident in myself and uh, you know, I, I'm, I look good, <laughs> but I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta lead with that. You know, I, I think my words, um, and everything that I'm doing musically, uh, is just as beautiful. So I'd like to lead with that. Yeah. And I, I like the, I like the confidence and I like, I liken it to like, it's a lot of MCs out right now. Um, you know, Rhapsody, you could talk about Tierra Whack. You could talk, I mean, it's a countless female MCs that's doing a really dope job, but like it just seems like only you know the ones that are hypersexualized are the ones that that rise to the top. And there's nothing wrong with hypersexualized music 
you know, it's on you as a parent and all that good stuff to kind of shield your kids from whatever they see. Right. But I, I just don't, it, it just, I hated that the type of music that you make doesn't levitate to the top as far as what people need to be hearing, because it's not only a good message, the music is jamming. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not you pushing it in my face. Shit's actually good. So with that said, like this is going to be the road less, you know, less traveled, you know, is that, is that just, just going to be par for the course and you're just going to keep putting out the type of music you want to put out and just deal with it as it comes. Because the other, the other side, the hypersexualized side, you know, it could, it can move a little bit further. Like how do you balance that, that possibility or those two different scenarios? I think it's important for me to stay true to myself uh, and what I'm doing. Uh, I don't need any quick rise to fame. If that was the case, I would have done that when I was a teenager, you know, I was rapping then too. Um, and I could have found different ways to put myself out there. I don't have a lot of visuals. I have one video from about six or seven years ago up on YouTube when my name was Duchess. Uh, so that's the only video up uh, of me from then. But it, I don't need to change what I'm doing um, to appease anyone. Uh, I don't have any problem with uh, the MCs who choose to, you know, rap about their sexuality and only that um i just don't like that i don't like that that's how we are depicted and that's i feel like that's the way that uh you know they want they want the black woman to to come across as this sexualized uh thing the sexualized object and i definitely don't want to become that i could dig it i could dig it i could dig it great great answer by the way great answer by the way that's, that's a good segue into struggle. So, and, and, you know, I'm listening and, and, you know, I got a lot of cousins, got a lot of, got a, a lot of black women that I love. And then it was one line that caught me because, you know, talking about um, just new growth and, and finding a new um, just purpose or whatever, a lot comes from, you know, that, that big chop or just, you know, cutting your hair, just doing something as simple as that. So in struggle with Sage Walker and Cameron Galloway, you know, you say you evolve into mature and I took an oath to new growth, divine feminine, real fine American Negro. The puff I rock is regal. You know what I mean? So what what is that line and kind of where you were going in that song mean to you? Because for me, I was like, you know, that's like a lot of conversations I've had with other black women that have just cut their hair and freed themselves. So how how does that resonate with you? Man, up until about September, I had long locks down my back. <laughs> uh, I decided to cut my hair. Uh, just I've been growing my hair. I have been growing my locks for 10 years. Um, so they were long and, you know, getting to the point where they were heavy. And uh, I had put so many different things in my hair, chemicals. I just wanted to get rid of all of that as I continued to work on my album. It was about uh, just feeling positive and confident in myself, um, you know, aside from my hair, you know, not making my hair the, the point of conversation. You know, sometimes when people have conversations with me, they started off talking about my hair. 
Um, so I just wanted to just get rid of all of that. Um, I had blonde locks. So obviously I had bleach and chemicals in my hair. I just wanted to start over and start fresh. Um, and it also uh, gave me more room to play with my cosplay and switching it up with my hairstyle. So I, I feel regal um, in this. And I feel like uh, the fro is, is, has empowered me. Um, so I'm actually growing my natural hair out. Um, I'm growing a fro. Uh, but I've been rocking a few different afro wigs here and there. Uh, just from me doing cosplay over this past summer. Damn, I, I wish I could be as brave. I'm losing a few in the back. That's why I keep wearing the hats <laughs> on every episode. <laughs> Which, <laughs> well, man, that, yeah, that that's that is freeing, and I've heard that a lot. Um, you know, from my my spouse as well. As far as you know, she you know when she did the big chop a couple years ago and then regrew it out, like it felt like a sense of empowerment and just a, a freeing nature, and for sure, for sure. So let's 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 get into the. Some some fun parts are here because you you've been you've been talking a lot of talk on, on on hip hop Twitter and it's a gift and a curse for me you know what I mean I I read I don't comment a, a lot because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole you know with stuff but you do post a lot of a lot of good things on there as far as um you know lists and things that you feel on there so the most recent list and, and we get into lists about every year here that's kind of how our podcast started if you if you don't yes. know and for listeners out there. I started out busting Prez ass on these playlist battles on the end of the year. Let him live a lie. Let him live a lie. Amongst amongst <laughs> our, our friends. You know what I mean? I've known this man for 20 years. So I started out busting his ass. And then it got to the point where I was like, I need to publicly display this. Right? We need to do that because you need to lose in public. Because you, he always thinks he wins. But <laughs> more recently, you you put together a top. music playlist? Oh, yeah, no. It's just, it's just from, from the year. Whatever, uh, whatever, whatever we did, we did a, a nineteen ninety seven You know, like playlist. one of the things he thought he was just like he could just throw out songs. He'd learn sequencing because I killed him on that <laughs> one year on sequencing how everything played out. Then he was like, I just hit shuffle. Then I gave him quality, <laughs> show him to buy a little bit of the quality over all his little catchy tunes they have you. And he gets upset about that. He done learned a lot though. Like he done came a long ways. He actually has one probably a year or two here. So I give him that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are lies. If if anybody, you know, for who's listening. Those those are all all lies. <laughs> But um, you recently put together a top 50 MCs list. Um, I know we can't go through all 50, but at least, you know, give us a little <laughs> bit of some of the, I guess, give us 10 that, that kind of resonate with you and, and you can feel free to expand wherever you want to <laughs> want to expand. Uh, well, the list wasn't in any particular order. Uh, I saw I came across a list on Twitter uh, and I thought it looked crazy. Uh, it was the top 50 greatest uh, women rappers. And they had Amanda Perez on there. I think I saw, uh, I don't know if it was Katy Perry. Uh, there were some singers on the list. So it just didn't make sense. What? It was a crazy top. It was a crazy top 50 list. So I said, you know, I'm going to write my own list instead of getting on here and talking trash about this list. And I did say a few things about that list. Um, but I wanted to put out a list that made sense to me. Um, and I included uh, some some women on there who, you know, I might have only heard one or two songs from them, but they still, you know, 
were greater in comparison to the other women on that list. Uh, so some standouts for me, uh, I'll start off with Lil' Kim and Lauren Hill. I think that uh, just listening to myself, um, I think my sound uh, is a lot like uh, Lauren Hill's or I hear myself in Lauren Hill, you know, when she raps. Um, and then being able to rap about my sexuality too. Um, I think that I'm a kind of in, in between an, a Lil' Kim and an L Boogie. Um, but I also grew up listening to Eve, uh, Queen Latifah, Raw Digger, Foxy Brown. Uh, my sister put me on to 3-6 Mafia. So that's when I started getting into Chopped and Screwed music. And I listened to a lot of La Chat and Gangsta Boo. So a lot of different perspectives and from all over the place, um, different styles um, that I was into. So I'm, I don't like just one style of hip hop. It doesn't have to be the 90s boom bap. I also like the hard, uh, the gangster shit too. <laughs> I like good songs. I think I have a good ear for music in general. Yeah, and I think I think that's dope too because, you know, and this this just came to my mind. Like, do, do you feel like how you, how you came out so strong with Christina Shantae do you think that I know you have other projects in the future and we'll, we'll kind of get to those cause we have some, some, uh, some folks that we similarly rock with. Uh, do you feel like you want to shift completely from Christina Shante and go to, you know, just talking your talk, you know what I mean? Or do you want it to be like a gradual, gradual shift now that you've captured attention to, of people? I think I can do both of those things. Uh, I think I showed uh, in Christina Shante my versatility, being able to rap on different beats, rock beats, uh, nerdcore, more soulful beats and some harder beats. Um, I think I showed that and I've been having all different kinds of producers reach out to me uh, wanting to work with me on on their beats. And they're all so different. Uh, so I don't I don't have to do one thing. I think in one song and one verse, um, I can capture the different sides of me. Seems like you're going to be a busy woman over the next couple of months <laughs> because you, you have a lot of people reaching out to you. Um, I, I know it's, it's overwhelming the, the love that you've received. Can you just like give us a little bit of like some of the, the, the love that you received that was like overwhelming some of the messages or stuff like that. It just kind of made you feel like, damn, this is why, why I do it. Yeah. Actually I'll pull some up. I mean, I give away the names, but I've received some really great messages, you know, just this past week. And uh, it actually, uh, it included a little bit of constructive criticism as well, but, you know, I love all feedback. Uh, but in the message, it says, I was reluctant to say this to you because I don't really know you, but I know you and I love you, if that makes sense. Anyways, you can rap very well. Your writing is on point, but your delivery is, is, is as if you are reading. Memorize your lyrics so that you should sound natural, sound naturally inclined to the rhythm of the song. Uh, your gift is way too valuable to us, Queen. We need you. Uh, that was one of the most powerful uh, uh, responses that I got uh, you know, from the, I've been getting to some incredible responses to that, but that's the most recent one uh, that really stood out to me. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I don't know who he is, but, you know, I love him back. And I told him that 
you know, this is this is why I wanted to do this for the people and for the culture. I wanted this response. I wanted it to be thought provoking. I wanted it to make people uncomfortable. Um, I wanted to be able to talk about these things with all of you. And I, you know what? A lot of people wouldn't receive that type of comment in a positive way. And it takes a takes a lot of maturity to receive it in that way, because a lot of uh, a lot of people don't even want to say those type of things to people in fear of how you would respond. Like, you know, me personally, whenever I send anything, music, uh, a podcast clip or whatever, a promo piece it's for my close people or people I trust to give me constructive criticism and I'm not going to feel anything about it. I don't get better by you telling me my shit don't stink. Like tell me my shit stink or, you know, you could praise me too. It's a, it's a good balance, but like, I think that's, that's a extremely mature way to, to look at things. So but that, that's, that's a really great comment that you read. So, um, but speaking to you being busy, what, what do you have coming? Like you, you, you've been talking on Twitter about you got one with this, producer you may throw one with this producer like you know are you sitting on rhymes on top of rhymes on top of rhymes after the hiatus like what what's going on what, what you yeah, got going told you five years right five, seven seven <laughs> years seven seven years what you got i definitely got want my i want my debut to to you know still marinate a little longer so as far as me putting out uh, another solo project that'll be maybe mid to end january with furious styles and he's out of Memphis. Uh, so I'll be doing a, a project with him next. But I do have two singles dropping early uh, January on two other projects. Uh, one is on OG Known for Smokin's project. Shout out to him as uh, well. And then uh, Know It All. Uh, he's got a project jo- dropping. I'm not sure of his exact date, but OG is dropping January 1st. So I've got a track on both of their uh, albums and I think they're also going to be received well. So I'm excited to hear, you know, what their projects sound like uh, in, in its entirety. But I'll be dropping later, later on in January. Yeah. Shout, shout out to OG. I don't, I don't even know him. But as soon as I saw in his bio, he from Brooklyn. He was automatically. <laughs> all, automatic, elevated, automatically. Elevated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. biased. Biased. Our home song, team. Our song, uh, our song Coffee got a, a great response. Um, the intro on the album and. Uh, I didn't even know that he was a rapper, uh, that he had, you know, a little alias. So we're doing a song together on his album. And I'm sure he's going to highlight, you know, his work, his beats as well. But uh, we've got a track together. That's dope. That's dope. I, li- I like how a lot of people, they just popping out and you don't even know they rap. And all of a sudden they got a whole project. Right. Coming. That, that's that's <laughs> fire. Um, yeah. Fury, you mentioned Furious Styles as well. He just dropped Noise in the Hood, Volume 1. Um, so you guys been building a relationship too, right? As far as just music, music wise, How, did you, why didn't you make, why didn't you make the cut where were you just busy with prepping for uh, this release? You know, I, I beat myself up a little bit because I was supposed to, I was supposed to be a part of that. And because I was working on my album and working on something for Skip's project and just had my hands in a lot of different pots. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do a solo project with him anyway. Um, so I just decided to wait. Um, I thought it was really dope that we dropped the same weekend. You know, I dropped Friday and then he dropped Monday. Um, so the fact that we're about to drop together is also going to be a big deal. Uh, so it played out the way it was supposed to play out, but I, I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. 
So can you give us a little where, where are you guys taking it? Where, where do you where do you think you guys taking it since that's going to be the, the next release from you? Where, where are you guys taking it? Are you staying in the soulful arena or are you guys just experimenting with sound with different sounds? We're experimenting, but he definitely sent me a lot of soulful, soulful beats. And um, I got maybe two two solid features that are going to be on there. I don't know if I want to add any more. Uh, I think I want the rest uh, to just be me. Uh, but it's it's something to look forward to and the features as well. No, one thing we didn't ask, and, and I definitely can't let you leave without kind of just giving us the, a little background on your creative approach to music from writing to the stool. And then that's, that's the first question. And then the follow-up question to that would be if you give if you were giving advice to any MC kind of looking to start over and, and get their thing going. Cause you know what I mean? You, you stopped and you restarted and you know, that can be, that can be tough you know, on you mentally, you know, just to kind of get back in the flow of things and how things are moving. So if you can give any advice to an up and comer, but first I want you to talk about your creative process. Uh, so creatively, uh, I, I do a lot of research, especially if I'm focusing in on a specific topic and I'm not just free flowing. Uh, for example, uh, my song God Particle, uh, I rapped a lot about uh, melanin and uh I had to do my research. Uh, I had to study melanin before I could put that song together. So uh, sometimes my writing process includes uh, research and doing the knowledge. Sometimes um, I'll free write. Uh, as I mentioned early on, I have poetry and some stuff written uh, just from taking my hiatus. So, you know, I have different things to pull from if I need a bar. Uh, but other than that, I think I'm able to just build a song bar for bar for bar for bar uh, that way. Uh, just write it out. And after it's all written out, I can figure out, you know, what's going to be the bridge or if I need to move something around. Um, and as far as your second question, uh, repeat, <laughs> repeat your second question for me again. The, the second question was just in terms of just what advice would you give body that, you know, is starting to get back into music, starting to get back into production or, or, or what have you, what would you, what would you give them? Because you took a break and you're coming back and I can know that can kind of be like painstaking to learn how all the new ways people are doing things, how music is streamed, how it's uploaded and how you market yourself on social media. There's a lot of things that you've been kind of doing in the background. That's not just the music, you know what I mean? Because, you know, yes, you're back with sweetie, but like you have to, kind of curate relationships and things like that to kind of even get this type of reception. You know what I mean? So what advice would you give anybody that's looking to start out and do their thing? Uh, I would say to do what you love, um, really make it about you and not anybody else. When I worked on my album, uh, it was important for me to be able to have people relate to me, but I also just wanted to be myself um, creatively um, with everything that I said, I wanted to say what I felt, um, really say, you know, just everything that I had pent up. Just I just really needed to vent. Um, and it's important to just get it out. Whatever's on on your chest, whatever's on your heart, on your mind. It's important to just vent and let it out. Yeah. So like a therapy almost kind of like. Yeah. Like a little bit. OK. Yeah. Uh, so. 
Well, I think that's uh that was pretty good. It's amazing body of work that you got here. Uh, I would suggest everybody uh go out, download it, give it a listen. Um, you see that she takes uh, feedback uh in what you do, and she take hey, you want to just shout out and just like like we saying like it's it's a great body of work. Like it's you different ways to respond to it. We had her IG and her uh, Twitter floating across the screen. So uh, y'all go ahead and give a shout out to uh, Backwood Sweetie. Yeah, I like to echo those sentiments. Great job on this project, Queen. I can't wait to hear what you have coming forward. This may be your first time on the couch, but anytime you got anything to offer, you're always welcome to come back. We'll reach out for sure, especially because we know the music is going to going to be jamming. And definitely as you start to navigate and, and work with different producers, um, you know, we'd like to keep this this thing as a one little ecosystem and, and definitely highlight you know, the people that you're working with as well in the future. So keep doing your thing. Great body of work. It's well needed. Uh, it was done beautifully as far as from the beats, the rhymes, the hooks, the bridges, all the intricacies of it. Me and Prez listen to it. And and, and we like that. We like that you pay attention yeah. to that because, you know, if, if you don't, then if you don't pay attention to your craft, what makes you think we are as listeners? You know what I mean? Um, and, and nitpickers, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we definitely... Rock with what you're doing. Um, much success in the future. And anytime you need, you know, to, 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 you know, whatever you need to say about a project, you always have a seat on the couch here. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll definitely be back in 2022. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. All right. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 138. Back with Sweetie. Her new project, Christina Shante, is streaming everywhere. Make sure you first go to her link tree, go to her bio. It's been floating out here at Backwood Sweetie with the number three on the end instead of uh, the E. <laughs> Make sure you go do that. Go purchase it and then stream it. Run the numbers up, you know, so she could do her Spotify in the year thing. Get the numbers up, you know, brag to everybody. Also, just, uh, just to piggyback off of that, I've got some new links on my link tree now. Um, I've got uh, an NFT going on sale uh, December 15th, and I've also added some merch. Uh, so I've got some new links on there uh, to check out. For sure, leveling up. So, yeah, we're going to definitely check out those links and, and support. We, we love supporting you guys and what you do, because as we know, while you love to do this music, this shit ain't free. And somebody's got to <laughs> pay for it. And uh, we definitely want to <laughs> help out, uh, help out with that any way um, possible. So, again, thank you for your time. Um, thank you. This episode will be out on Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Video will be out Thursday. So you guys make sure you check out for the video if that's what, what your thing is with podcasting. But on Tuesdays, the audio will be out. Any last any last words, Prez, before we, we roll out? No, no, no. That's it. I appreciate you for coming on and uh, look forward to seeing your next product uh, projects next year. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again. All right. Peace.